Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the New Orleans Saints. This is the Saints Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Here's your host, Ryan O'Leary and Saints Wire editor, John Siegler. Sean Payton wants to keep this defense of the Packers on their heels. Winston keeps, throws, and caught for the touchdown, Johnson. Yeah, I'd say, John, I think the Saints had the Packers on their heels the whole game. What what a what an opening game for that. What a statement by the Saints demolishing the Packers, 38-3. to That score sounds familiar, doesn't it? It's like a little reminiscent of a certain blowout uh, that the Saints had. It put a beat down on a division rival last year for that same score, 38-3. to I mean... What an opening game for the Saints against a Packers team that a lot of people were picking. I don't think a lot of people were giving the Saints a chance with all the injuries happening before, during, whatever, you know, this game. But I don't know. I thought right from the get, you could just feel it. The way Jameis was playing, some of those rushes he had to pick up those tough first downs, the way the defense was getting off the field. I, you just had that feeling. It was going to be one of those days for the Saints where they just kind of prove everybody wrong and feed off adversity. You've said it, you know, just... This Saints team feeds off adversity, and I don't know if there's a better example than that week one. Man, the, the Packers were on their heels, and I was on my feet. I was <laughs> no, stunned. You know, I mean, I, 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 I predicted this as, as a close loss for the Saints. I'll own up to that. Um, I just did not anticipate the Saints clicking on and in, in, in firing on all cylinders this smoothly, this, this quickly out of the gate. Uh, it was a phenomenal coaching job by Sean Payton. What, what he did to – pick apart the Packers' defense uh, schematically, what they were wanting to do by g- getting these 270-pounders over c- covering the slot in a mismatch. Um, what he was he was just doing formationally, I, it, it was out of this world. Um, it, it, was, it was incredible. Um, it has to be one of the most satisfying wins in the Sean Bay era. I, mean, I just don't know Absolutely. if we, we can hype this up enough. And, and, and the defense as well. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of chatter about how well the Packers just had a bad game. No, the, the Saints defended them very well. You know, we had Marcus Davenport crashing down on a bootleg to uh, save a big play. We had, you know, a, a strong side linebacker co- co- covering well in Caden Ellis. We had all, all of all the defensive backs came to play. Paulson Adebo had his first career interception in the NFL in his first start against the Hall of Fame quarterback. Now, I know Rogers kind of. Asked for a Amina uh, Culpa on, on that from the uh, the, the quote unquote double nut shot he took. Um, the crown jewel, as you said, on State's Wire, it was pretty good. <laughs> that was fantastic, man. Uh, Times of stuff writes itself. Uh, you know, I, I know that, that, that that's probably a, a good excuse for, for him, but you know, at the end of the day, the Saints just did not give him any margin for error. You know, if, if the when, when the Packers made mistakes, the Saints punished them for it. When they made the wrong play on the fourth down. Uh, the Saints were there to, st- to stop him whenever – I mean, we had Mar- Marshawn Lattimore broke a bone in his thumb, left the game, came back in the game, and then locked up Devontae Adams for 30 more minutes. I mean, it was just a just an incredible team effort all around. Uh, the Saints, they, 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 did every, they executed everything well. Um, There's just very little to complain about this. And I, I, I think that warrants a ton of optimism in the fan base, and I think it really raises expectations for uh, year one of the Jameis Winston era. Yeah, it should. And and you were saying it. You know, you were you were trying to tell people, John, like, hey, don't don't write the Saints off in the NFC South. Don't write them off in the NFC. You know, don't write don't write off the season. But yeah, I think it's just human nature. Like 
it's it just like bad news after bad news, right? Whether it was guy, you know, players leaving in free agency to guys getting injured, right? Traquan Smith, we learn, is he goes on the IR before the game. It's like during the game, like you said, Lattimore goes out, comes back with like a look like they put a cast on his hand, right? Like they put something on his hand. Yeah, it was a, it's called a flexi cast, okay. I believe, uh, and it, 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 it funnily enough, it, it's it's similar to what you would wear if you had like carpal tunnel, where it's going to immobilize your wrist and, and, and your hand around uh, region, whatever that's called. But it, it tur- turns out it works just as well for uh, desk jockeys as it does for uh, <laughs> Pro Bowl cornerbacks. So, uh, or at least when you're facing uh, someone like Devontae Adams, who w- would be, you know, arguably the best receiver in football right now. So, heck of a game by Lattimore. Um, and we found out after the game, this came after he agreed to a record-setting extension uh, to stay with the Saints the next five years. Yeah, no, a pretty good day for Lattimore, to say the least. And yeah, he shows a ton of toughness. Again, nobody could stop that Packers passing attack. And the the Packers had nothing in this game. But I thought just not only the adversity throughout the preseason uh, with injuries and having to play this game in Jacksonville, having to train in Dallas and all the crap that the Saints have been having to deal with because of Hurricane Ida. You have Lattimore missing some, some time during this game in and out with the thumb. You have Eric McCoy, the starting center exiting after the first series right and we also lost Matt Marcus Davenport to the uh, peck injury in this game and then you just look at it, it's like Cesar Ruiz just slides over from right guard and you wouldn't even notice that the center got hurt right I mean it was just from top to bottom as you said just the, the most remarkable you know showing of a team overcoming all the odds and to win 38 to 3 is like it's mind-blowing to me. I, I cannot believe they put a beat down on the Packers like they did, but the Packers had no chance at this game, John. It was like it was like over in the first half. It was remarkable. Yeah, it was just so surprising. And, you know, you know as you said, the Saints they really seem to feed off of this adversity. But that starts to stop with Sean Bates. He's been saying for weeks now that no one is going to take it easy on us just because we've been, um, you know, moving on the road for a few weeks here. Uh, and that, that, that's been echoed by team captains like Cam Jordan, Demario Davis. Uh, they, they, they really rally around that energy, that sense of always being the underdog, of always being written off. And it, you know, it helped them uh, prepare to come to play this week. And I'm really, you know, I'm really optimistic about them moving forward. You know, despite all the injuries, and there were a lot of injuries. We had eight players uh, sit out of practice on Wednesday's injury report. A couple of those could be going to IR. We just don't know yet. Uh, they're, they're still waiting to make those decisions. It may, possibly may happen by the time this, this episode drops on Thursday. But just looking at the schedule, you know, the Saints, they can win against the Panthers. They can beat the Giants. I think, they, I think they've got a real shot at going up to New England and beating your Patriots uh, Absolutely. here in a few weeks. Absolutely. Um, and, <laughs> you know, I'm sorry for McCorkle Jones, but I, I think he may be running into a buzzsaw here. Well, they got to let him, um, they gotta let him well, try to throw it, John, instead of just trying to run the ball every single play. Like, they're trying to, gotcha. like, ease the kid in, and it's so frustrating. It's like, well, you let him throw. Come on. Like, he's a quarterback. Take, take, take the training wheels yes. off, Josh. Come yes, on. sir. Um, yes, sir. <laughs> So, you know, the Saints are, are set up really well. Uh, and this is me taking, you know, a silver lining approach here. They're set up really well to go into the bye week with a winning record and come out of the bye week getting these players back from injuries and suspensions. Uh, they, they could get back Michael Thomas. They could get back David Onyemata. They could get back Marcus Davenport, Eric McCoy, and uh, Marshawn Lattimore. They can get all these guys, these starting players, back in the lineup. Traquan Smith could come back, add another weapon to the receiving core that played much better than expectations 
uh, that they could go on a run coming out of this early bye. So I, I'm 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 really feeling the vibe of the Saints right now, and I'm really excited to see where they go uh, over the next month. Uh, you know, getting to that rally point in their in their week six bye. Yeah, no, all the signs you know pointed to us. You know, maybe we should think that. The arrow should be pointing down on the Saints. Nope, it's a, it's pointing up. And anyone who thought otherwise was sorely mistaken in this game against the Packers. What an awesome opener. John mentioned Lattimore's new contract. I want to get into that thing coming up next. But first, Corey Bonini from TheHuddle.com has his week two fantasy targets. He's going to tell us who to put in our lineups. We'll be right back. This is the Typico Sportsbook Fantasy Minute. Let's make this interesting. Interesting. Welcome to week number two of the fantasy football season. Corey Benini of TheHuddle.com here to talk to you about strong plays to get your season rolling right along. Quarterback Joe Burrow at the Chicago Bears. Some people might be immediately turned off by the name the Chicago Bears with the association of a once strong, proud defense. Forget about that. Last week, Los Angeles Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford obliterated this defense and showed the blueprint of how to take advantage of the young cornerbacks who are actually a liability, especially against play-action passing. Take note. Bengals head coach Zach Taylor is a Sean McVay disciple, so you can be sure that he was watching how this one unfolded. Green Bay Packers running back A.J. Dillon versus the Detroit Lions. The Packers returned to Lambeau Field after getting smacked in the mouth by the New Orleans Saints in Jacksonville. While he saw only five touches in the blowout loss, Dillon generated 26 yards of offense. Detroit has been one of the worst defenses of running backs in some time. We saw that play out last week with San Francisco backups taking full advantage of the situation. Look for an angry Packers offense to get up big, which could mean a lot of Dylan running out the clock late in the game. Denver Broncos wide receiver Tim Patrick at the Jacksonville Jaguars should be an interesting matchup for gamers to take a chance on. Wide receiver Jerry Judy has a high ankle sprain and he has been placed on the short-term IR. Patrick caught all four of his targets last week for 39 yards and a touchdown. While I'm a little skeptical that he may have some competition for touches given the area of the field, he tends to operate within, owners looking for a PPR flex, especially anyone who lost Judy, should give Patrick a look. Los Angeles Chargers tight end Jared Cook versus the Dallas Cowboys. While Cook is no Gronk, he still has a pretty good matchup ahead. Dallas made some changes at linebacker in the offseason, and sure, they've gotten faster, but it looks like they're still not completely on the same page. Additionally, Los Angeles has the weapons to spread out this defense, which could leave Cook with a lot of room to operate in the middle of the field. He also benefits if running back Austin Eckler once again isn't involved in the passing game. For more award-winning fantasy football news, tips, and advice, please go check out thehuddle.com. That was your typical sportsbook fantasy minute. Win your fantasy football league with thehuddle.com and use them to dominate player prop bets at Typico Sportsbook. For a limited time, new Typico Sportsbook users in Colorado and New Jersey from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. Get your bonus today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. See typico.com for terms and conditions. 21 plus only gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. All right, John, you mentioned Lattimore's uh, contract extension. That happened, what, like five minutes after the game, like in the locker room? <laughs> you know, like whatever. Well, it, it, was, it was announced. Uh, okay, what, okay. What, what came to light was he, he agreed to it going into the game, oh, and yeah. then it was announced immediately afterwards. Okay, uh, maybe, maybe they had to wait for him to sign it after. I don't know. Um, but he went into this game knowing that he had that money heading to the bank, and it, it says a lot that – he suffered an injury and came back into the game and continued to play at a really high level uh, even after that. So, I mean, this is just a huge, huge move for the Saints. There have been some smokes surrounding it for a few weeks. Um, ESPN's Jeremy Fowler reported a few weeks back that 
Lattimore was pushing for a new deal before the season starts. Going into the game, um, Jeff Duncan with the Times Picayune uh, advocate combo conglomerate, whatever it's going by now, uh, he reported that the Saints were closing in, closing in on a deal, and it turns out they did reach the finish line before Week One. So that, that that's great to see. It's great for the Saints for the future. And you know, we, we've talked a little bit about how many high-profile free agents they've got to deal with in 2022. This takes another one off the list. And that, that's going to free up resources to go prioritize these other players. Yeah, I think we talked about it last week. Lattimore is like a player you cannot lose. You just can't risk losing him. So this should feel really good for Saints fans. And they and they paid him, John, right? Uh, this contract, is a, it's a five-year extension. He's going to be around for a while. It could be worth up to $100 million, I think uh, Schefter tweeted on ES, you know, ESPN's Adam Schefter tweeted. $68.3 million guaranteed. Largest full guaranteed assigning for any corner in uh, NFL history. So uh, Lattimore's not only going to stay a saint, but he's a he's he's a happy man. No no wonder he had some extra juice for that game against the Packers. He's getting paid. <laughs> the signing bonus it, it, it's a game changer, man. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and you know this this is really important, uh, not just for keeping Lattimore in as you know, your be- your your best cornerback on the roster. It goes a long way towards the larger goal, which is keeping this talented core of players. Uh, look, look at the guys that they've re-signed recently, that they've extended recently. Those are players like Ryan Ramchek, uh, your all-pro right tackle. Uh, he's around for the future. you got Lattimore around for the future. And that's going to allow you to kind of shift gears and work on re-signing players like uh, Marcus Williams, Jameis Winston, Teron Armstead, uh, Taysom Hill. Those are all pretty prominent free agents to be in a few months and anything the Saints can do now to free up time and resources to put towards retaining those players uh, that, that that's a win and that, that's going to keep the Saints competitive it's going to keep you know the roster full uh, flush with talent uh, for Sean Payton and his coaching staff to work with to contend in the NFC um, and it's going to really keep the Saints um, relevant here in, in life after your breeze and it's going to keep them right in the middle of that playoff picture I think well, the Saints always keep you on your toes, John, with their roster moves. And there's a couple new uh, new additions uh, this week. Uh, old friend Kenny Stills is back. I wanted to get your uh, your take on that. And uh, Austin Ryder. Now, the former Chiefs center, he was in the last two Super Bowls. The center in the last two Super Bowls for the Chiefs. He's on the practice squad, but it sounds like in a couple weeks he'll be on the starting roster. So what do you think of Stills and Ryder? Stills is exciting. You know, players, fans have been calling for this for a, for a very long time. Um, we, we've been saying, why, why not bring Kenny Stills back? We shouldn't have traded him in the first place, this and that and the other. And he, he, he's finally back. I, I wouldn't call him a prodigal son. You know, it's not like he was a, a problem child or anything like this. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he, he, right. he was a great player for the Saints. He was popular in the locker room. He, he still has a lot of fr- uh, friends on the roster, uh, guys he's collaborated with away from the field, like Malcolm Jenkins, uh, Demario Davis. Um, he's a very good dude. He's going to be good for the locker room and he's going to um, really match the energy that a lot of those guys bring. Now, as far as what he can offer on the field, he is uh, long in the tooth. I've heard some say uh, he, he's 29. That, that, that That's kind of old in NFL years. <laughs> I guess. Um, not when you, not when, guess, not when you man, get to your thirties. Yeah. Are you? I'm, I'm 29. <laughs> so that, that hurts to say, uh, but uh, but with Kenny Stills, he does he has some juice. Uh, he, he was he had a very high passer rating uh, beyond ten yards last year. Very few Saints players are targeted beyond ten yards last year, so that that's an immediate um, uh, boost. Right now, he's on the practice squad. So is uh, Ryder. 
the plan, uh, as I understand it, is for the two of them to take the next week, week and a half or so, get into game shape, um, get some practice reps and fully get up to speed with the, uh, the playbook. And then they're going to, they're going to be active. They're going to dress for games very soon. Uh, depending on, you know, how short that learning curve is, uh, Stills, for example, has a lot of experience in the same system. He was very successful uh, back in his first two years in the NFL um, that he could potentially address this week against Carolina. So that that's something to monitor. Um, Ryder, uh, man, I was I was jazzed about the signing, about, about getting him in the building, um, especially with the, with the McCoy injury. Even though we don't know exactly how long McCoy is going to be sidelined, uh, Ryder is a he's an experienced player. Um, he's a very accomplished player. He was the only Chiefs offensive lineman to receive a positive pass blocking grade this past year. Uh, when the other four spots fell apart and got Mahomes killed, he was the only one who was doing his job out there. Um, and so I, I honestly don't know why he was a free agent for so long. Maybe teams just don't value centers like they used to. Maybe maybe there's some flaw in his game. I, I don't know. Uh, but I do think that he is going to help the Saints. I don't think he's going to start over Cesar uh, Ruiz anytime soon. But having him as a backup, uh, that, 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 that's pretty good. And the Saints, have, they have plenty of time to evaluate the situation, see what they want to do, if they want to keep Ruiz at center, if they want to move him to guard, and uh, call up Ryder. We'll have to hurry up and wait on that one. But as for these two moves, I really like them. Uh, they're two quality additions to a roster that's already stronger than I may have given it credit for. So I'm, I'm just really eager to see how they perform in these next few weeks. Up next is the Panthers, John. A great survivor pick. Last week, not this week, maybe, but last week, a great little survivor pick. If you were sneaky and you wanted to take the, the Panthers at home against the Jets, I might have taken advantage of that in my survivor pool. I don't know. Don't want to pat myself on the back too hard. But coming up next, we're going to get into this matchup, a little divisional matchup with the uh, Panthers. But first, our friends over at the Sportsbook Wire have their play of the week. This is the typical Sportsbook Minute. Let's make this interesting. Hello, I'm Esther McLaren of SportsbookWire.com and Bet Slippin' Podcast here with my colleague, as always, Jeff Clark, breaking down the Sunday night football matchup for week two between the Kansas City Chiefs and the host Baltimore Ravens. Ravens, plus 160, home underdogs, Chiefs minus 200, Baltimore plus three and a half on the spread. Jeff, is that interesting to you coming off their overtime loss against the Raiders? Yeah, this is a buy-low spot for the Ravens. It's getting through the key number of three. Got three in the hook. Lamar was terrible last week throwing the ball, but Cleveland was able to run the ball all over Casey's defense. I think Lamar and Baltimore does the same. I think he passes a little bit better against his weak Kansas City defense, and I think Baltimore's defense improves after their stinker against the Raiders and Derek Carr. I'll take the three and a half with the Ravens. How about you? Patrick Mahomes is 3-0 against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. 34-21 win in Baltimore last week. That's good enough for me. I'm siding with the Chiefs, minus 3.5. That was your Tipico Sportsbook Minute. For a limited time, new users in Colorado and New Jersey from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. Get your bonus today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. See Tipico.com for terms and conditions. 21 plus only gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. All right. Welcome back to the show. If you, uh, real quick, if you've come across the Saints Wire podcast, maybe uh, organically online on your desktop computer, maybe reading John's stuff on the Saints Wire and you came across the pod, just a heads up, you can get us 
wherever you get your podcast, right? Search the States Wire podcast, subscribe, leave us a review, tell your friends, find us on Twitter, right, John? We're, we're always looking to, uh, to talk about whatever Saints fans are looking for. Yeah, man. Make sure you guys are following us online uh, on Twitter. That's um, at the Saints Wire. Uh, you can follow me at John underscore Sigler. That's S-I-G-L-E-R-R. Uh, <laughs> Just to throw people off. for the two bars there. So somebody got somebody got to the, the one R first. Yeah, make sure you're keeping up with us. Uh, subscribe to the pod. Give us uh, give, give us a rating. All, all that all that fun stuff. So b- b- busy times as you guys can tell from how we're breezing through the, through this podcast <laughs> and uh, the news does not stop here on the Saints feed. Never does. And if you're a Saints fan and you're on Twitter and you're not following John, please do that because it's uh, John is just. He just hits the right chords on Twitter. I, I'll just put it that way. But uh, pu- <laughs> pulling, up the, pulling up the typical sportsbook app, John, the spread and the total look like I, I feel pretty confident about my picks this week with the Saints, and I, I don't know if that's a good thing, right? Sometimes that gives me pause when I feel really confident. But I think this line opened at minus three for the Saints. It's now climbed a half point to three and a half. So the Saints are favored by three and a half on the road. I'm a little bit higher on this Panthers team than I was last year. I think I like, you know, Sam Darnold stuck it to his former team, the Jets. I always like to see the Jets lose there, John. It, you know, nothing, nothing <laughs> makes me happier. Uh, so Sam Darnold looking pretty good. You got CMC, you got DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. So the Panthers have some, some players. It's a division opponent. That being said, why is the line at three and a half, right? I just feel like it should be, the Saints should be favored by more. And I feel pretty confident about being on their side of this, but what do you think? Yeah, I was perplexed by that too. Uh, that that would imply that the Saints are going to score like half as many points as they just did on Green Bay. Uh, I mean, they they, they 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 scored 38 on Green Bay, another touchdown. They would have matched the the, the total here uh, here against Carolina. So that that was a bit uh, odd. But you know, the Saints and Panthers have a history of playing games very close, of uh, kind of rising and following and following to each other's uh, competition level. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what I look at is Sean Payton has not lost in Carolina in, in his last four trips. Uh, they're riding a four-game win streak on the road against the Panthers. Um, and that includes a, a game where they pulled their starters pretty early. So I, I don't – and I just don't see that ending now. You know, Carolina – I mentioned this earlier. They've got some good players on defense. You know, they've got guys like Derek Brown, Brian Burns. Um, they, they picked up Hassan Riddick. He had a couple sacks in, in, the off, in, in week one. In the secondary, you know, they, they've got J.C. Horn, who myself and every other Saints fan wanted uh, yeah. in the draft. It yeah, didn't happen. Went, the Saints themselves wanted. He went early. As, as he went too early. Discovered. What was going on with he, that? He did. He, he did. And he's paired up with uh, Dante Jackson, um, LSU legend. So, of course, that, that's just a double uh, hit to the morale for, for Saints fans. But they, they've got some good players on defense. Uh, they don't have better players on defense than the Packers did. And we just saw what happened there. So I think the Saints are going to be able to handle them. And I'm just, you know, I try as I might, I cannot find myself to worry about the Panthers' offense. Um, I'm not a Sam Darnold guy. I never have been. His offensive line is not strong enough to protect him against the Saints' defensive line if they play like, like they have uh, in week one and two preseason games. Uh, he's going to be hearing ghosts. And he's going to make mistakes and be the same Sam, Dar- Sam Darnold that we've seen for years and years now. He does have a good receiving core, some players I would like to have in New Orleans, incidentally. And Christian McCaffrey, uh, you know, runs CMC. He, he's one of the, the best running backs in the game. He had a very strong return from injury in week one. Uh, he, he, he's going to get his yards. We know that. The thing I look at there is he's only scored four touchdowns in six games with the Saints. And they know how to defend him. They've beaten him before with 
less athletic linebackers and safeties than what they have now. So they can handle him. The thing up, the matchup I'm most excited to see here, uh, that would probably be Panthers receiver DJ Moore against Bradley Roby in his first uh, game for the Saints. He practiced on Wednesday, uh, full participant, and he's going to have an opportunity to make a great first impression, uh, probably in relief of Marshawn Lattimore. And so I'm, I'm, I'm just really excited to see him get to work, see if he, see if he can live up to the hype. Uh, it, sh- it should be a good contest. I fully expect the Saints to run away with this one. Um, I'm not, I don't think it's going to be as close as that line may um, project. Uh, that was something I was tracking. You know, on Saturday, I, I was looking ahead. Uh, Tipico does have futures available pretty far in advance. And the line has not changed from Saturday to re- we are recording on Wednesday. It's, it's been three and a half consistently uh, for four or five days now. So either they didn't update it or <laughs> the expectation is that Carolina is going, you know, or they think Carolina is going to handle the Saints offense as well as they handled the Jets offense. So we'll, that's a bold strategy. Let's see. We'll see how it goes for. Yeah, yeah. What are we? What are we missing here? No, that's a good point. You know, Sam Darnold, Robbie Anderson. It's hard to wash the Jets off you when you're a former Jet. You know what I mean? So I think the only way you're betting the Panthers in this is if you're you're betting that the Saints are going to have a letdown, right? Coming off the blowout win against a division opponent they own. Maybe that's how you're. Maybe that's what you're thinking. Does that factor in? I don't know. I don't put a lot of stock in that. And you mentioned the total, I think, John, 44 and a half. I mean, these two teams averaged a combined 52 points per game last year, I believe. Uh, that's seven more points in this total. The total feels too low to me. I, I don't see this being a low-scoring game. I think uh, the, the Panthers put up some points last week, and the Saints put up a ton of points. Jameis threw five touchdown passes. So uh, I like the over, too. I, I feel pretty confident about taking the Saints at three and a half and the over. And like you said, yeah, I'm going to lock that thing in before the line moves because uh, right now it seems pretty uh, gettable. It's just very feasible. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. taking the over. I'm taking the Saints as well. I, I don't think this one's very close. And I think they start their first NFC South uh, game this year with a win. Good stuff as always for my guy, John Sigler. I'm Ryan O'Leary. Enjoy the game. Maybe the Saints will be 2-0. and Find the podcast on your phone and subscribe if you hadn't already and tell a friend. We really, really appreciate all of our listeners. I know there's a lot of places you can get Saints content. Glad you stopped here with us. We will talk to you again next week. This USA Today sports podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.